Has anger become your identity? And if it has, how do you find yourself within that again? Hi, my name is Yvette Rose, author and founder of Metaphysical Anatomy, which is a book of 679 medical elements where I talk about where we share, collectively share all the emotional stress behind certain elements that we all globally have in common. And guys, welcome to today's video, which is, has anger become your identity? Guys, this is a really good question because... As with anything in life, when we experience it to such an extent and on such a grand scale and on such a you know active daily uh, motion and times of our lives, it can start to feel like something becomes a part of you. But I would like to actually start off by saying that maybe that something, in this case anger, has become part of your experience. But I wouldn't necessarily call it as part of your identity. Because truly who we are deep down aren't normally designed and programmed to be very calm, to be very happy, to be very peaceful. But then our environment shifts and shapes and changes how we feel. It changes how we react. And the way that we react becomes aspects and parts of our character. Or does it? You see, what I'm trying to say is that trauma can perhaps become part of your character, part of your personality, because it shapes you. But it's how you deal with that trauma that can have a tremendously big impact then on who you become as a person as well. And when we look at these aspects of how our identity is formed around anger now in this case, what is important to remember is that when we look at the biological aspect of how the body works, the body is actually biologically programmed. It's designed to look for stress. It's designed to look for threats. It's designed to look for anything that could potentially take, take your life. It's designed to be negative. It's designed to be pessimistic. And so this biological part of the body that's always looking for something that's wrong and in its environment to protect itself, that can feel like now it's becoming part of our identity as well. And when we look at the, biolo the biology and how the body reacts, this can really feel that it's starting to become part of you, especially if your coping mechanisms, now in this case, anger, because anger keeps a person safe, right? It moves a person closer to the feeling of safety confidence and security and so that's also an aspect of just an interesting observation here that I wanted to share with you as to how anger can feel like it's becoming part of your identity but in reality it's actually part of your experience because what triggers it is your life experiences what triggers it is your environment but if the triggers are not there then normally we're pretty happy. We're actually easygoing, very easygoing species. We're actually designed to be very harmonious. And so if we were designed to deal with so much stress, if we were designed to deal with so much anger, we wouldn't have all these psychological problems. We wouldn't have all these physical elements as well, which is sometimes stress related. And when we also look at this aspect of anger, right? So anger 
being an identity, right? So it could also be because we identify so much with anger because it gives you an identity. So it could be that perhaps when you feel unsure of who you are or perhaps you feel unsure of your character or you feel like you've been under a lot of attack by people, then our dominant emotions you know, can become our identity. So if you're constantly in a state where you feel under stress, where you feel that you have to defend yourself, where you feel that you have to protect yourself and it's coming to the form of the fight and flight, which is now in this anger, we can start to feel that we do actually identify with what we are experiencing over a long period of time. Threatening emotions such as feeling unsafe or feeling under attack or vulnerable in your life could perhaps be due to old wounds. It can be perhaps from emotional memories being triggered from your past as well. And what happens also here is that the rational mind is not really a match for your body's fight or flight response because it can already even take your body, right? When you feel that fight or flight state coming up, it can take your body a full 20 minutes to really start to psychologically calm down because it takes the stress hormones 20 minutes to also reset itself. So along with the physical aspect comes the psychological aspect. And so during that moment where, you know, when you are in that state of distress, your brain becomes deprived of blood and oxygen. And now these resources are now rushed directly to your large muscles and that's also why for example we have this urge to move really fast so that's also why perhaps when someone is dealing with a lot of anger a lot of distress they act out on it in their work they act out on it in their success that they achieve they act out on it by being perhaps really good at sports you know very intensive exercise perhaps participating in very high risk activities because and now we go, oh, well, that person is so successful, that person is so great, that person is so fearless. And we associate their behavior with their identity. But deep down, when we look at the, the, the accumulation of what designed and caused and created the identity, it tends to be unresolved anger. It tends to be unresolved wounds. And I say anger because anger is the end result of feeling helpless, powerless feeling out of control, feeling unsafe. Because when we hit these core emotions, the biology, the body has no other option but to react because it's now in such a place of feeling unresourceful. It needs to take action to get back into an emotional resourceful state where it feels safe. And there was just some theories that I wanted to share with you about how anger can be perceived as being part of our identity. Because when we see someone that's really angry, we go, oh, that person is a miserable person, that person's a really angry person. And we actually label them with that identity. Yet that person is having an experience that's causing them to behave and feel a certain way. But it's not necessarily part of who they really, truly are. Because of course, if you took that anger away, you took the pain points and the wounds away, they would be a completely different person, which means it changes their identity. So you will label them then with a different identity. So at the end of the day, you have to think about it. So guys, next time when you do feel that I'm an angry person or I'm a miserable person or anger is just who I am, no, it's not. Anger is an experience that you are having. And I invite you to actually consciously say to yourself, I acknowledge the difference between my identity and anger. That already helps to almost like detach yourself mentally from the idea of the perceived concept and illusion that you are anger or that you are an angry person. 
because let's, let's, let's face it, you're not. It's coming from a very deep biological wounded aspect that's trying to heal. Anger and pain is a call to action. But now it begs the question, what action is it calling you to? And I can assure you that action is going to be an action towards the road of healing, of healing something that is unresolved. And guys, thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, be the light that you are. Hi guys, thank you for joining me and remember to grab your copy of Metaphysical Anatomy on Amazon 679 Medical Ailments and I also wrote about the psychosomatic root causes of that and I'm spoiling you because I even added key points for you to start looking at important questions that you can ask yourself to start improving your quality of life and also remember to catch me on Instagram Yvette Rose one with the digit one and Metaphysical Anatomy on our Facebook fan page. Bye guys!